0: Hello and welcome to Owen oh, the Town. This is our preview show looking ahead to tomorrow's game Luton Town v Sunderland. We're back in the championship after last week's horror show. Um, I'm joined by Dave tonight but is not with us but how much has last Sunday been on your mind this week and how much are you just kind of looking to get into another game just to kind of ride yeah. it off and just completely forget about it because that's what needed to happen.
1: Yeah, it's been on my mind for a while. I mean, it's been on my bloody social media timelines coming oh, up all the time. Horrible, it? It's been it? has been awful. So it's time to move on. It's time to so right, okay, let's brush that one away. Yeah, we all wanted a win. We didn't, and we didn't play well. So put it right now. Let's get out there and, and, and get three
0: points. Sunderland fans watching this will know what it feels like when they play Newcastle. I think they've had a pretty good record over Newcastle in recent years. But um, for us, so much of our excitement went into that game as fans and you know I think we got a bit confident that actually we were on a really good run we beat Norwich we beat QPR and then we just didn't turn up so it is important tomorrow that we turn up but obviously Sunderland have had a pretty good start to the season um maybe not so much in the last 10 games but they've shown that actually they they can compete in this league yeah
1: look, we shouldn't underestimate Sunderland we know what they were like when we played them in the League One days they were difficult to beat uh, we played them in the championship before and they they beating us you know and so we shouldn't we shouldn't underestimate them but we're entirely capable of beating them and I think that's the point if you if you if you don't take it you know seriously enough then we are going to get beat aren't we but um, there's no reason we should fear them no reason we should fear them but we should be wary of them and make sure that we don't make stupid mistakes and if we don't make stupid mistakes I think we've got enough quality to to get a result.
0: Last year Sunderland obviously Ended their four-year, uh, four-year stay in in League One and a league that we were in and, and won the league and, and beat them to promotion that season. It's a bit like us with the conference, isn't it? When you look at how many years we spent there, Sunderland spent a similar amount of time in League One. Maybe found it more difficult than they'd hoped to have to have got out, but it, it they were a big team in that league, weren't they?
1: Sunderland are a big team. I don't care what anybody says; they are a big team. Um... They just they just fell on hard times for a bit, but there's no reason why they can't get that back. And with the right back in, you know they are potentially going going to go into the Premier League again at some point. So I hope we can beat them there. That's the first thing. But secondly, you can't. I, I've just said it already. You cannot underestimate any club in this championship, but you shouldn't underestimate Sunderland. That, you know they've got they've got a bit of um, momentum at the beginning of the season, didn't they? And you're right. They've had they've had a few. Poor results recently, but they're still on it. Could they be a surprise package this season, Sunderland? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? We you know no one expected us to make the playoffs, did they? Uh, and we did. So why shouldn't they? And, you know, to be fair, if if you put Luton and Sunderland up on the piece of paper, not I don't mean teams, but I just mean the names Luton and Sunderland. People go, oh, we should beat teams like Luton. Sunderland, oh, that could be a difficult fixture. So um, maybe not so much now, though because we've been pretty decent. But I'm I'm, I'm going to say, let's not think it's going to be easy. But I do hope, I do hope we have that, that reaction to that terrible, terrible result on We Sunday. need
0: it. We need it. Well, let's see what a Sunderland fan thinks. Graham Falk is on from the What The Falk podcast. Graham, how are you? Yes, not too bad, considering uh,
2: the weekend result. I'm not too bad, but I have 48 hours to digest. So I guess that, that, that figures, doesn't it?
0: When you look at Sunderland's and the size of the club and, and the years you spent away from the championship, how good is it for you and the rest of the fan base to be finally back in the championship after after them years away?
2: Yeah, it, it's great, to be honest. I mean, um, I, th- I think League One, you'll understand what League One's like. It's just an annoying division to be in, um, especially if you have any kind of ambition to get out of it because it seems like everyone's desperate to remind you that you're a League One club and, and we were for four years um, and I couldn't start away. It's really fun the first time you go. The novelty wears off about the fifth time um, <laughs> if I'm completely honest. So it's great. I mean it, it, there's a lot of um, obviously there's slight negativity creeping in because we've lost the last couple and we haven't I think we've only won three and ten but from pretty much the minute Alex Neal walked in the door he got us promoted, we got results Uh, we won at Wembley which we haven't done in my lifetime with fans there anyway Um, and we started the season really well and and we'll get further into it I'm sure but even when Alex Neal went the kind of feel good factor sort of stayed and if anything it's it's kind of weird I think I was quite annoyed about the defeat at the weekend and there's a few things I'm concerned about which I'm sure we'll get into Um, and I was kind of shot down with positivity which is something that hasn't happened for about five to 10 years. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the, the mood is good. There, there is things that are not perfect, um, absolutely, but it finally feels like we're kind of maybe punching around maybe historically where we should be. You know, when I, when I was growing up, the first game I went to would have been 93 Wolves at home uh, at Roker Park, and we were sort of fighting at the wrong end of the championship to stay up, and, and historically the first few years we we were like mid-table championship fighting relegation and then promoted and then sort of up and down, up and down, up and down um over a number of years before our 10-year stint in the Premier League so we definitely feel we're a Premier League club but we're at very least a, a championship club and I think it's kind of helped that we have realistic realistic expectations um of what's going to happen this season that when we do get beat it's not like everything everything's just awful yeah. I think. I, I live in Glasgow Um and there's no such thing as Rangers are still like drawn without being a crisis if they lose, God forbid. Um, and Sunderland in League One sort of felt like that. Like if we draw, it's a crisis. If you lose one, that's it, disaster, yeah, end of the world. You know, switch the lights off. Um, <laughs> it's it's done. Um, so it's kind of nice to have a, I wouldn't say a free hit, but it kind of feels like a bit of a free hit, and it's nice to see that we've um, had a few knocks and we're still kind of not punching above our weight, but if I'm completely honest, even though there's things that are concerning me, it does feel like we should be all right this mm-hmm. season in terms yeah. of um, staying away from relegation. Famous last words, though. So <laughs> well, famous last it. words, but
1: I, I would say that when Luton Town got promoted, you know, back-to-back promotions, to get to the championship, our first thought was consolidation, don't go down, make sure your team's bigger. What was your expectations when you got like, stay up or push on?
2: I sort of had this mantra where it was like... Um, 15th, I'll snap your hand off, and I just repeated it and repeated it and repeated it. Um, we do, obviously, our own podcast, and we do like a review show on the weekend, and, and when the fixtures came out, we kind of reacted live, in, in a sense, um, and, and one lad on there went, well, let's go fifth, why not? Let's go for it. Um, momentum, and, and I think a few people outside of Sunderland said, you know, I think Sunderland could surprise people, because on paper, we've got a lot of decent championship players, you know, Patrick Roberts, uh, Ross Stewart, which we'll get onto, who's injured at the moment, and um, Alex Pritchard was worth twelve million million four or five years ago. There's, there's definitely players in there that, you know, either in the past and, and recent past have been classed as really good championship players, or at least mid-table championships. So there was maybe a little bit of hope that we could do a little bit better, but I think, I can't speak for everyone, but almost universally it felt like just consolidate, just for once, let's have a kind of boring season that has a, a level of optimism that comes out of it. We're, we're a young team. And, and that's kind of the mantra. I've got my feelings on whether that should always be only players under 24 signed for a fee and, and resale value. I've got my feelings on whether that should always be the transfer mm-hmm. structure. Um, but whether I agree with it or not, whether I agree that 75% or 100% or, or, or 25% doesn't really matter, that is how and work, and With that comes naivety, with that comes players that are still learning the trade in this at this level and in football in general. And that's gonna come with fluctuation. Um, and I think some fans are really prepared for that and borderline happy with that. You know, no one wants to get beat, but we understand the process, I suppose. And if we finish anywhere between 12th and 15th, if you give me that now, give me the position we're in now. I'll snap your hand off, no problem. The issue is going to come in the coming seasons because whether people are in the championship like it or not, we're a really big football club and there's going to be a point where consolidation is not
0: that we want. Well, I, I, do you yeah. know,
1: you say people like it or not, if you look at Sunderland and you look at the history and don't think they're a, a decent-sized club that could have the potential to do lots more, then, then there's something wrong with you. That's how I'd look at it. So, you know, I've, I've always uh, looked at Sunderland. And, and when we was in League One, maybe I felt, uh, and again, this might sound terrible to you, but I may, I thought... In League One, I thought you guys were a little bit too big for your boots at times. I thought that's how I felt it it came across. However, you know, I've never looked at Sunderland and gone, well, they're a crap team and they've not got the history. I I can go, it's kind of like it's similar to to with teams teams like Luton, but yeah,
0: it's us in the conference days. Obviously, we go down to the conference for five years and we're going in areas we should be beating every team in this league. It kind of took us as a fan base like five years to realize actually, if you don't give this league the respect it deserves, you know, you will, you won't get out of it. You, yeah, you won't. But yeah. I feel like Sunderland did kind of accept that fact that maybe when you get over the likes of losing and playing like Morecambe and, and, you know, teams like that at, at the stadium of light that once you respect that, that actually everything did come good and you did get out of the league. But yeah, how would you say that I felt as a fan base?
2: Um, I think I haven't realized how much I hated league one until we're out of it. Um, I well, kind of true. become weirdly accustomed to it in many ways and um, when you look back at the players that we thought were really good and they just weren't and you look, up, yeah. you look back at the players that we I mean I've, I've supported Sunderland when we got relegated with 15 points from the Premier League and 19 points from the Premier League and I don't think I've ever experienced anything as bad as the championship season that came came to pass where we, we did get relegated to League 1 and a double relegation kind of the opposite of what you guys had a few years later Um but there's players in that in that squad over the four years in League One that, when I make my worst ever Sunderland team, and trust me, there's a, a lot of choice. Um, <laughs> a lot of them will be in there, and and, and I, I don't know. I mean, it's it wasn't like we didn't have this expectation that the players were going to be less quality, but somehow we have got players that are now playing for like Woking and and Wrexham and yeah. With all due respect to those clubs, they're not in League One, let alone where we wanted to be. Um, it was—I I, can't explain. Yeah, I've—I've been—I've uh, seen Sunderland win the Championship. I've seen us win it with record points. I've seen Phillips. I've seen Quinn. I've seen us beat Man United away, home, Arsenal. I've seen us win semi-finals. I've seen a lot of really good things at Sunderland. I don't think anything i'll ever feel as good as that when at Wembley against Wigan because it was just like, thank God, thank we God, we don't have, have to do that win. again. It's yeah, I, just, I, I don't think I could. Like, I think i just switch off. I mean, um, I've got I made loads of really good friends from doing my show in League One. I, you know, the Gillingham fans are like now one of my best mates and I met loads of cracking fans and um, that was one big positive. Is that I felt like in League One, you met fans of clubs who would just die for their club and that doesn't always happen. at yeah. Man United and Liverpool, no offence. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. It's just in League One, you've got people who go there in League Two that go every single week with the hardcore 200 fans that go to every game and you kind of can't knock that um, but it just felt like something didn't really belong there and I don't know if that is arrogant it just the 100 years of history as you said before we historically had been in it yeah. for one season and got straight out of it and um, it just felt awful and, and, and when we beat Wickham it was just like oh thank God like something to look forward to because it wasn't just the four seasons in League One it was the double delegation that came before that it was 10 years of struggle or 7 years at least of struggle with minimal high points in the in the premier league so it was like when you really put it together it was close to two decades of like pain <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> like, like
0: us <laughs>
1: yeah well, you, you we touched on it earlier now now you're back you're back in the league and you're you're doing okay you're doing okay and obviously you're coming to see uh luton on saturday uh what's your thoughts about that game
2: I think Luton's a tough game. Um, As much as I've I've spoke a lot of positives to to kind of put Luton fans in the picture a bit, we've played the last 10 games without a centre-forward. I think there's two clubs in the league that have less than three recognised strikers. We're one of them. So everyone on Transfer Deadline Day says, look, we played two up front. You need to sign at least one more striker. You need to sign one more striker. We didn't do it last summer. Uh, Last January, should I say, we just went with Ross Stewart, who was the only real striker we had because Nathan Broadhead, who had on loan, who's now at Wigan, he was like, as good as he was, perpetually injured all of the time. So it was like, you couldn't really bank on him. Ross Stewart remained fit the whole way, ended up being our top scorer, got us to Wembley, scored at Wembley, absolute God. Um, And you kind of think, well, we're not going to be that lucky again now, surely someone's going to pick up a knock, you know that'll keep them at one or two weeks. We can't not have a striker. Then you've only got Ellis Sims. Lo and behold, both of them got injured within the game. Um, so we've played like nine to 10 games without a striker. Um, so we play like four midfielders basically up front and just interchange them. And it's it's catching up on us. Um, mm.
1: it,
2: it didn't on Saturday. It really didn't on Saturday. I can't, I can't blame the game on Saturday for anything to do with the strikers. Um, I'd have to stretch to blame that because we scored twice and then the problems were in defence. Well, I think when you play with no strikers, there's a couple of nil-nils you'll see with our fixtures. You'll also notice there's a couple of games where we've lost by one goal here or there um, or just not scored at all. And a lot of that comes down to the fact that we haven't had something to put it in the back of the net. Um, there's been a couple of good performances in there, but I think confidence is massive. That A reason a lot of people thought Sunderland would have a lot of momentum was because we were like unbeaten in about 21 games and we came in with a good momentum. We went the first yeah. four games unbeaten when you start not scoring and you start losing the games you should draw and you start yeah, you start drawing the games you should win and it's because you have no strikers and you've got a young squad confidence can get affected when you 2-0 up at half time and you get beat 4-2 even if that's not the striker's fault confidence can affect things so i would rather we weren't playing Luton away Um i think we know what the challenge is i think you're quite a settled team in this division Obviously, you were in the um, playoffs last year. You've got a good manager. You've got a relatively settled team. You're doing all right this season. You're top 10. We might have a striker back on Saturday, but I have my doubts. Um, So I'm a little bit concerned. I'd rather not be playing at a team where the fans are close to the pitch, the ground's small, quite intimidating, and we have no strikers. But... um, I think we need to get something if i'm honest because i'm i'm personally beginning to look off my shoulder but that's just a league like we're five points yeah, exactly. off the playoffs yeah and we're four it's points of so allegation yeah so it's um it, which a lot of people pointed out to me when i was going back to the the positivity that i got kind of like thrown at me on twitter the other day i'm probably slightly more worried because yes we're only five points off the playoffs but the form indicates we're not going to make those five points up the form indicates we might with a couple of defeats drop those four points um, but on the flip side we're capable of getting a result we're, we're a good little team just missing a strike
1: and we'll, we all have that mid-season break to, to recover as well don't we because of the yeah. World Cup so you, you never know where that's going to go
0: I was going to say as well it, it's always a tough game coming to Luton but I feel like we're a bit of a wounded animal after our derby day result last Sunday that yeah. I mm-hmm. think if, if they don't get a rocket up their arse on, on Saturday before that Sunderland game just to go you know go out there and give them fans an apology and something to actually cheer about because for us, it's our first time playing Watford with fans in 16 years. We got absolutely battered, not even close to getting a result. No. I think, you know, it, that, that can't be good for Sunderland or, you know, maybe, well, maybe as a, it will as a work Luton, well. As and, a Luton fan, you yeah. hope it's
1: not going to be good for Sunderland. Yeah. But, you know, let's get back to it. Sunderland, no mugs. They're no, not mugs. Exactly. It's not going to be an easy game. Um, and genuinely, I hope it's a good game, but I genuinely hope that he has got the rug up
0: their ass. <laughs> to be fair, because we needed it. So, before we let you go, mate, what's the score going to be tomorrow? What's what's going to happen?
2: Oh, God. Well, what I will say is I've had absolutely no predictions right this season at all. <laughs> um, so, if you're a betting man or a betting woman, don't bother going with whatever I have a bet on. If you're agreeing with me on what the score is going to be, change your mind. Um, I think we might surprise ourselves or surprise me. Um, and get a draw, which I would be quite happy with, considering we haven't had too many results against the top 10. Yes, we played a lot of them without the striker, fair enough. Um, but in a way, draw at pretty much any club in the championship for us this season Always would a good point. be fine. Um it could go one or two ways. You touch on the wounded animal thing. You know, we haven't lost to Newcastle in many, many years. And that was including when we were in the Premier League. So I was a vastly different man. And there's a lot of things happened in the world. There's probably been about 40 prime ministers <laughs> um, since we uh, last got beat off them. But we did once get beat off them 5-1 and we we followed it up with a draw at Tottenham and then beat Chelsea 3-0. um in their first, I think it's their first defeat, like 100 games at Stamford Bridge Mm-hmm. And so you can have you can have that upturn and then but I've also seen someone lose a game you think do you want a reaction and you don't get one? I think I think we might see a reaction from yourself, but I think you might see a slight reaction from us and cancel each other out with a, a one one. Um if we have a striker playing, I'll definitely say one one if we don't. Um i will still say one one, but it's a little less hopeful.
0: Graham, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: No, thank you. Thanks for having me on and, and talk rubbish for a little bit. It's always always a pleasure. <laughs>
0: To be honest, I am fully expecting reaction from us tomorrow, mainly because of the result last Sunday and how it went and and how the fans felt. I feel like tomorrow, if everyone's fit and healthy and well, without that sickness bug thing, we have to get a result tomorrow, surely.
1: I would be very disappointed if we didn't put on a better show. Um, and, And I think it's more commitment and showing that, you know, we're better than what we were last Sunday and I'll be disappointed if we don't show that. But I'll also be disappointed if the fans don't get behind the team too, because you know we are the the twelfth man most of the time in, at Kenilworth Road. So I'm looking for a good a, a good uh, reaction to the to the defeat against Watford. But I'm also looking to see that our players have got in them to show us that they are a lot a lot better than they were.
0: And we were on a good run before last Sunday's game, so it is just an opportunity just to maybe forget about it, get back to it, and and. Try and put together another little unbeaten run, which Look, you know you did see us jump up to fourth.
1: But you can't keep torturing yourself about the result. The result's been, it's gone. We've got to learn from it. We've got to make sure it never, ever happens again. And uh, we move on. And hopefully, Sunderland, Luton's result against Sunderland, will put that situation right. And if that's the case, we're on one arm, it's good.
0: So what's the score going to be tomorrow? Well, I'm known
1: as optimistic. So uh, I'm going with a really tidy 3-0.
0: I feel like we have to bounce back. I'm going to go for a 2-1. I think it'll be a tight game, but I think hopefully get the victory. But hey, we were very wrong last week. So let's see how we are uh, this week. Thanks so much for watching today. Thank you so much for listening. And hopefully we'll see you next week with three more points.